Hi, voice teachers. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today we have a time-sensitive podcast. It is all about welcoming back your students after the summer break. We have six very important teacher tips that can save you some time, some money, some heartache, and get your studio up and running. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast. Resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. Hi, voice teachers. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, my name is Nikki Loney, and I am from Full Voice Music. Today's podcast is all about welcoming our students back after a summer break or a long break. So I guess this podcast is a little time sensitive. So at the time of recording this, uh, it is, well, it, we've got about two weeks before uh, this, the school season starts. Now, I know some of you have actually already started, you brave soldiers. Uh, but for those of you who are just starting to think about it and get planning and looking at your schedule, oh, your fall, your fall schedule. How's that going for you? Um, there is nothing more painful than trying to figure out your fall schedule. I know most of you are probably knee deep in emails, texts, phone calls, Facebook messages, trying to get your schedule ready. Well, I have some tips for you today uh, that uh, I hope will help you uh, get your schedule in place. Now, for those of you who uh, are on our newsletter, the Full Voice newsletter, uh, we did put a link to Sarah Campbell's blog. Sarah is a friend of ours. Sarah did a podcast for us not that long ago about summer workshops. And uh, Sarah had a really great blog post about tips for getting your schedule set up. There's nothing that can take the pain away, but there's certainly things that might make it easier. And I think Sarah had some really great ideas. So if you haven't checked that out, we're also going to put that on our uh, podcast page. So please check out Sarah's tips for setting up your fall schedule. Now, um, how I, I wanted to ask everybody before we get started. How was your summer? Did you have a good summer? Did you squeeze everything out of this beautiful, beautiful weather and, and this wonderful season? I really hope that you did. I had a fantastic summer with my family. We did some, some fun things. We stayed close to home. But I have to tell you, I have to share with you, my summer kind of snuck up on me. Uh, I usually have... Uh, a very devoted and uh, group of students that usually study with me year round. And uh, I've been very lucky that uh, I've been able to continue teaching through the summer months. And I had a lighter schedule, but it certainly was manageable. But that didn't happen this year. In fact, at the end of June, most of my students made the decision not to continue. Now, they had good reasons. I know some of you are thinking, well, you should just make your students study with you. Well, you can't force people to study with you year round. And my students had very good reasons. So I had some high school students that were camp counselors. They were gone all summer. Now, I can't fault them for working all summer. And I had some families that had extended vacations. And they basically spent their entire summer up at cottages. Doesn't that sound lovely? Uh, and then, so I can't, I can't get mad at them. I'm not going to punish them for 
having a lovely summer cottage. Uh, and I had some I had some students, and this is really interesting. I had some students, they were really incredibly devoted students. They did everything I asked. They did exams, they um, they did all the performances, they worked their butts off this year for me. And at the end of the June, I had a few parents that were just really honest with me. And they just said, you know what, we need a break. And I'm really glad that they felt comfortable enough to tell me that. And I certainly respect that. I know a lot of my students were really burnt out uh, just from school in general. At the In June, I had a lot of really tired kids. So needless to say, my uh, summer schedule was uh, very, very light this summer. Now, I am very proud to say that I've been self-employed for a long, 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 long time. And if there's one thing I've learned, it is to squirrel away a bit of money for emergencies. And that has always served me well. I've had a medical emergency in the past um, that affected my income. Um, I had a baby six years ago that affected my income. And um, well, this summer is a perfect example of, you know, a financial situation. And I'm actually working on future podcast with a financial planner and we're going to be talking about being self-employed. Uh, some uh, I know some people love being self-employed. Some of you have that entrepreneurial spirit and you love it, you embrace it. Some people um, really feel burdened by being self-employed. So uh, that's an upcoming podcast. I'm really excited to get that out to you. So make sure that you sign up for our newsletter and our lists or subscribe to our podcast so you know when the new podcasts come in. Anyhow, let's move on to our teacher tips for getting our season started and welcoming back our students. Now, before, one more before, If you haven't listened to podcast number 20, uh, our special guest, Jennifer uh, Smeal, has amazing information about uh, welcoming transfer students into your teaching studio. Now, a transfer student is somebody that has had previous lesson experience with another teacher. And she had some amazing teacher strategies, really great research. So if you haven't checked out podcast 20, I really highly recommend it, especially, especially if you are welcoming singers into your teaching studio who have been working with somebody else. Great ideas there. Teacher tip number one, we need to reconnect. We need to reconnect with our students and our families. And this is a little bit of social skills as well as business skills. Now, relationships with families can be really challenging. And we all have different relationships with our students. Um, Some of you choose to keep a very professional relationship and you you uh, you don't have a lot of contact with families. Um, some of us have more friendly relationships. Maybe you are friends with them on Facebook. Maybe you know them really well. Uh, it's There's a fine line uh, with the relationships that we do have with families. Whatever that relationship is, you need to reconnect. If they haven't seen or heard from you in a while, it's time to send out that friendly reminder email. Now there's a lot of key information that you need to put in this email. So first of all, 
friendly. Hello, how was your summer? Um, you know, I hope you enjoyed this summer. Um, and then you want to get them excited and let them know that you've got this amazing year of teaching planned, which of course you do, right? You've got that planned. I hope you do. So starting off and saying hello and reminding people that you exist in a friendly way is the first thing we need to do. Now, for those of you who have um, phantom parents, I love that term. Phantom parents is a term that one of my friends uses for parents that are very standoffish. They basically drop the child off and pick the child up and you never see them and you rarely get to talk to them. I hope that you don't have too many phantom parents because they can make our lives very, very difficult. Um, some of you like phantom parents. Some of you want nothing to do with the parents. You, you don't want to get involved. Unfortunately, um, parents that aren't approachable or, or we don't see them very often actually make private music teachers work longer hours unpaid hours, by the way, because you have to spend your private time, your personal time, trying to get in touch with them, texting them, emailing. So um, I hope you don't have phantom parents, but reconnecting with these people, sending out that email, letting them know that the lessons are coming up and you've got a great year planned for them. Um, this is where I've got a really uh, golden teacher tip. If you have openings, if you still have a few spots available, let your families know. Parents and families, our students, can be your best opportunity for referrals. So don't forget to let them know, hey, I happen to have a few openings. Please let, let your friends and your family know. So that's also something you can put in your reconnecting email. Now, the other thing I like to do, now mind you, I didn't have that much teaching to do this summer, so I've had some time on my hands. I've actually been thinking about new repertoire. I always like to use the summer to find new repertoire, discover new tunes, you know, check out some new songbooks to kind of get them motivated and, and, and thinking about their lessons, is I attached uh, YouTube videos to the email saying, hey, um, this is a song from this new musical or from this whatever, and I was thinking it might be a great song for Nicole or the great song for Jessica. Uh, please let them see it or, or you know, check out this video. Um, and then I also put in, you know, if you've also found some new songs this summer, please bring them in because I'd love to hear them. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. So the reconnecting with your families is a bit social, a bit business. Don't be afraid to let people know if you have openings and ask them to, for referrals because right now, families, we're all talking to each other. What are you signing your kids up? Did you sign them up for soccer? Did you sign them up for swimming? So um, you know that, that people are all talking about activities right now. So get in there with your information. So that's my first teacher tip. Reconnect, touch base with them, get the dialogue started. So that's number one. Moving on to number two, reaffirm their commitment level. Ah, this is 
interesting. You think two months isn't that long, but you'd be surprised. A lot can happen over the summer. A lot can change for a student, for their families. Um, commitment levels, uh, and it can go both ways. That's the interesting thing. You might find your student that was kind of, you know, indifferent about things, might have some new objectives this year, or might have some goals. Um, sometimes when students go from, you know, middle school to high school, you know, the high schools have musicals and the talent shows. So you might have a student that has a bit of a fire lit under them and they're ready to go. They've got some things they want to do. You also may have some students that uh, their their commitment level or their level of involvement is is changing uh, to a lesser degree. I recently had that one of my dear sweet devoted students. She worked so hard last year. She did a performance exam. She did a theory exam. She sang in uh, several concerts. She just had a phenomenal year. But at the end of the year, her mom and and, and I sat down and her and my student. She's a teenager, uh, and she basically they were very very honest and they said, you know. Uh, we're thinking that she's probably going to go more into the sciences for university. She's really interested in this. She's doing a part-time job here and here. So we're going to we're going to pull things back a little bit. We still are going to sing, um, but you know, we they don't want to do exams anymore. I get that. Um, and uh, she might not be available to do some of the choral work and the small ensembles that I do with my students. I appreciate the fact that they gave me that information because now I can gear the lessons that are suitable for her schedule. And that's a lot better than losing her as a student by trying to make her do all this stuff that she doesn't want to do. So reaffirm their commitment level. Again, your reconnecting email can do that. Now here's my teacher tip. Maybe it's a little sneaky one. When you, when you send out that reaffirming, or sorry, that reconnecting email, that actually can flush out some of the students and some of the families that might not be interested anymore. Do you have a student, maybe that you you just get the sense that they're just not interested. They're just not doing anything. They don't practice. They they're not excited. They're they're not bringing in new songs, and you just know they they're just not into it. So that email that you send, telling them about how excited you are and what a great year you have, that actually might take care of those students that are kind of waning to one side or another. And again, I know losing a student is always a little stressful, but working with students that don't want to be there, there's nothing worse. And don't hesitate. Here's another teacher tip that I, I got from my, actually a really good friend of mine. Um, if somebody uh, discontinues lessons with you and you really like them and, and they, they were great students, you really like the family, don't be afraid to tell them, well, you know, if you know of anybody that is looking for vocal lessons, please refer my name. You know that if they were happy with your services, they will do that. So tip number two, reaffirm their commitment level. And this is going to help you plan a very good year for them, a really appropriate material and, and get all get them ready for a great year. And that helps you with your lesson planning as well. So that's tip number two. Tip Number three, remind and reissue. 
So this is also a time where we need to remind students and families of our policies. And even if you haven't changed anything, you need to reissue a copy of your policy. Now I know what you're thinking. See, I've been teaching a long time. I can read your mind. You're thinking, well, they never read it. It doesn't matter. You need to make sure they have a copy of it. And in the email, ask them, you know, call to action. If anybody, if it, I've done a lot of uh, courses over the last few years on marketing and uh, communication. Marketing is just communicating. Give them a call to action. Please read the policy attached. Don't be afraid to be specific with what you want to do. Sending a big email with an attachment and, and a whole bunch of stuff, well, that doesn't, no wonder people don't read things. So ask them to read it. Uh, if you have changed your fees, your policies, make sure to really bring attention to that. Now, personally, both my husband and I, uh, if you listen to our podcast about updating your studio policy, we have just gone through a huge policy change. We're no longer going month to month to month. We have gone to tuition-based and there's a lot of questions. There's a lot, change is difficult. Uh, my husband actually is upstairs on the phone talking to several of his families because the they're a little confused and um, most of them are actually really excited about the change. It's going to make life easier for them. But this is the time where you want to get, make sure everybody's on the same page and, and communicate your changes. Um, and even if there isn't any changes, sometimes returning students, returning families get really comfortable and they tend to be the biggest uh, offenders <laughs> of of policies. They they tend to be the ones that that uh, go against policies, not because they're trying to um, to do that, but they forget or uh, they get too comfortable. Sometimes it's our fault that they are violating our policies because we aren't good at policing them and enforcing them. And by policing and enforcing, I mean reminding and talking and phoning and saying, oh, by the way, you, you gave me the check for the wrong amount. I hate those conversations too, but that's often the case. So take your time, make sure you communicate well. And if people, if, if you find that there's a lot of emails or texts going back, first of all, texting is the worst form of communication. Uh, don't kid yourself. Uh, if you want a bad situation to get worse, then just text. But if you find that there's a lot of emails going back and forth, call them, talk to them on the phone. Um, my husband got a very upset Facebook message from a very good family and they were the mom was absolutely upset with this this change and uh um my husband ran into uh it, he actually ran into the husband somewhere else and was like why is she so upset and it was a complete misunderstanding so it's all worked out but it it had there had to be phone calls and face-to-face -face conversations to get it all worked out so it's all worked out Policy changes are hard, but oh my goodness, they're worth it. So if you're in the middle of a policy change, hang in there. 
All right. So that was uh, teacher tip number three, remind and reissue policies. Okay. Oh, the other tip, make sure that parents have a hard copy. Even if you've given it to them before, give it to them again. Make them sign it. (laughs) Print it on really fancy paper. All right. Now we're getting into uh, lessons back. First lessons back. So the thing we have to remember, and sometimes that we forget, is that we can't just kind of jump in from where we left off. So two months doesn't seem like a long time. But if you are working with young singers, then you are working with growing and changing voices. So before you jump into repertoire, dig into some really awesome songs, you may want to take some time to reassess their abilities. You need to get a handle on where their voices are. And you know what? So do they. Uh, So simple warm-ups, familiar warm-ups, you know, students going through puberty may be experiencing big changes. And this can be our girls too although their voices don't change as drastically as uh, boys voices do there is a time for some of our female singers where the voice is a bit I'm going to use the word unsettled Uh, wonky (laughs) that's the word I would use it's just it's growing it's changing and so we need to kind of make sure and see where they're at so that we can help them so we can choose better technical exercises so we can choose better repertoire for them and help them choose really great repertoire that's going to help them develop where they are now as vocalists. So, uh, on, and the other thing too that we need to remember is that our singers, our young singers, are going through some big changes. Many of them may be transitioning into high school or into middle school. Um, many of them are, um, you know, they're just, they're just developing their musical tastes. So I always, um, I always like to ask them, you know, did you discover any new singers this summer? Any new music? Any, did you go to see any plays or any musicals? I have this adorable family. I, I absolutely love them. Um, the mom and the son, they go on mom-son trips. They take the train into Toronto and they'll go see a musical now. Um, my student just saw Matilda he loved it he freaked out he thought it was the best musical ever so he's so excited to get started on some new tunes don't you love students like that don't you wish every student was like that you know a family that just loves music and celebrates it and supports the arts don't worry I have lots of families that are sports families and they drive me nuts but uh but yeah so they're excited they've 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 heard all this new music and I really want to I really want to keep his energy and his excitement going so when he gets started so I want to assess his abilities see where his voice is at he's also going through growth spurt so who knows who knows where his voice is going to be so what repertoire I can and can't do with him I'm going to have to assess him first And I just, with asking our students about the music that they listen to, um, I believe, is my belief, that private teachers can better serve our students when we are respectful and open-minded about a student and their family's musical preferences. It's really important. We don't have to like 
the music, but we should be mindful of it because, it. well, first of all, it'll help us choose better repertoire and repertoire that they might enjoy if we know what's being played at home or what music they really like to. I also think within reason that if it's possible we really need to give our students opportunities to sing the music they love. Maybe it's not for a recital or a performance or an audition but in the lesson studio we need to we need to support and appreciate and be open-minded about the music that they listen to. Um, instead of fighting them we have to find common ground. Uh, so now obviously there's limitations you know death metal emo screamo that might be difficult teacher tip number five review the basics i think this is important for any music teacher but especially those of us who are working with young singers and teaching introductory music lessons but even with our adults Every once in a while, even with my older students, we have lessons where we go back to breath, simple breath exercises, and awareness of what the body is doing. Um, We have to remember that our students are growing, so they may have a very different awareness of their bodies that, you know, we can really um, maybe start to dig in a little deeper to our technique now that they're a bit older. Uh, The other thing we need to remember is over the summer, I bet some bad habits have crept in. Oh, I know bad habits have crept in. I have a, I know my students that have been singing around the campfire at their, at their camp counselor jobs. I know we're going to have to fix a few things and that's okay. But review the basics. Go back to things like breathing, vocal hygiene, taking care of yourself. Make sure that all of that stuff is, is, um, is foremost in in your first couple of lessons back because we want them to get uh, started really well. We want our singers to be healthy and uh, we want them to be able to enjoy their voices forever. So that was tip number five, review the basics. You know what I love to do with my singers is I love to use a familiar exercise that they're really, you know, we've done a million times. And then I like to throw a brand new exercise brand new. They've never done it before. So I always find something new and different just to throw at them. And it's always interesting to see how they manage it. It's very telling. You know, does it make, or, or do they embrace the, the new exercise, you know, or do they, are they fearful of it? But that's one of my little teacher tips. Throw something familiar at them and then give them something new. And then mindfully watch them. How are they handling it? Uh, you know, what am I seeing? How are they using their bodies? So there's a little little tip for you. Okay, last but not least, teacher tip number six, reset goals. I believe that this is one of the most important things that we can help our young singers learn about setting goals. It, I find when we, when we have goals, so small goals to keep the momentum and the interest there, and big goals so that we can really celebrate progress, that's one of the most important things we can teach our young singers. And I, um, it's, it's interesting 
because some of our singers really like having goals and some of them are a little resistant to it so you got to be a little clever with your goal setting but one of the things that is happening for our young singers is that they may have new opportunities available to them if they are going from public school to middle school or middle school into high school there may be some opportunities that we can help them with so maybe there is a choir or a show chorus or an ensemble a vocal ensemble that they might like to participate in don't forget about the high school musicals that's a big deal can we help them get ready for auditions can we help them get that land that role or at least be part of the cast so these are great opportunities to really motivate our kids and to really cater to their needs and they will come to your lessons excited because you're working on a goal for them and taking uh, taking heart sometimes sometimes our our agendas you know, what we really would love to see for our students might not be what they want. So again, by talking to them, reconnecting, finding out what they're up to and what they're interested in, we can really, really cater lessons to them. And you know what? That's going to keep them in lessons longer. And the parents are going to love you for that too. So there are our six teacher tips. Let's review. So number one, reconnect, send out those emails, get back into the swing of talking to your families. Number two, reaffirm their commitment level. Find out what they want, what they need, what they're looking for. Number three, big one, remind and reissue all policies, even if there's no change. Start the communication about changes and especially with our returning students, get them familiar with how you run your business. Now, first lessons back. Number four, reassess. Their bodies are changing. Their voices have changed. Their musical tastes have changed. You might have a brand new student standing in front of you, even though you've studied with them. They've worked with you for, I don't know, three years. So reassess their abilities. See where they're at and uh, have fun exploring their new abilities. Number five, always important, review the basics. These growing singers are experiencing their bodies differently, their voices differently. Go back to the very beginning, simple breath exercises, healthy technique, all of the things that you do to make sure your singers are singing healthy. Go back to the beginning. And number six, reset goals. Find out what they want. I bet over the summer they've changed. They want new things. They might have new opportunities. And getting a plan in place for your year will make sure that that you have a very productive teaching season. And I, I love it when my students come in each and every week and we have a plan. I love it. So uh, that is our uh, podcast today. Now I do have some reminders. So first of all, I got a little, I got a juicy little tip for you here. Freebie Friday. So August Freebie Friday. So 
for those of you who don't know, at thefullvoice.com, we have a free resources page. If you haven't checked it out, you should. Uh, we have Freebie Friday, and this month's Freebie Friday are fun little graphics that we designed on Canva to help you jazz up your emails or your Facebook pages or your website or, or whatever. They're just fun little uh, reminders and, and fun little uh, graphics that you can use. So uh, they're free to download and use. And I hope that you have fun with those. So as always, if you have questions or you have ideas for future podcasts, please send me Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, at thefullvoice.com an email. We are always happy to hear from you. (sighs) All right. Here is my wish for you. I wish that every single one of you has an incredible year of music lessons with your young singers. And as always, happy singing. You have been listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and free teacher resources, please visit our website at www.thefullvoice.com. Bye-bye, good news. Canoe music.ca